Ramon. Hey, Timea. Let's talk gender equality. I love the idea. Give me a second. I just got to grab my coffee. I hope you've got yours too. Yeah, right here. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Gender Equality Over Coffee. Um, if you missed the last episode, we were joined by Luan, who is here once again today, for which we are so grateful. And today we're going to go into more detail on the organization that Luan helps uh, organize, which is FIME. The And I want to try to get this right, so please allow me. Verein for uh, Intergeschlechtliche Menschen Österreich. How'd I yeah. do? Perfect. Wow. <laughs> First try too. I'm very happy. <laughs> very good. Uh, very good. Thank you. Um, yes, Luan, please, could you, um, yeah, give us give us the the history of of FEMA. Did you did you found it? Uh, stuff like this. I'd love to hear all about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So FEMA is the only intersex-led organization uh, in Austria and uh, it's based in Linz, in Oberösterreich and in Vienna. Um, FIME was founded in 2014 by Tobias Huma and Alex Jürgen. Um, they were the first uh, uh, intersex, publicly open uh, intersex people uh, in Austria and they founded this organization. And the vision is um, to stop non-consensual intersex surgeries and treatments and to give intersex people uh, like a discrimination-free life in, in, in Austria. Yeah. What we are doing, um, um, so we do many different kinds of work. So basically um, from community work, we, uh, we make events, um, we also had already three, three, yes, I think three uh, intersex conferences. Um, the first one was in Salzburg and the second and the third one was in Vienna in, 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 in Rathaus mm -hmm. um, together with uh, the VAST, the Vienna Anti-Discrimination office of the city of Vienna. Um, we also have, of course, just uh, intersex only events where we meet, where we can talk. Right now, of course, everything online, but uh, it's very important also to, to go further with that in the time of the pandemic, because intersex people, are, most of intersex people live uh, very isolated so it's really important um, to meet with them, even though it's online. Um, of course, we also do a lot of um, peer counseling. So we have uh, a group um, we, like, uh, of peer counselors where people can come and yeah, just talk with us. 
and uh, to find ways uh, for them how to cope with the situation, with the history, with the part of uh, they found out they are intersex and they found out what happened to them when they were a child. But also, of course, on topics of uh, how can I change my gender marker and, and things mm -hmm. like we do a lot of education. Um, we work in schools, um, in universities. Um, we also work um, together with companies, how they can be more open, um, like also on the part of language. Um, what is important, how they should speak and, uh, you know, uh, or like, you know, names of chosen names or that like everybody should put um, their pronouns in the signature of an email address or things like that. Um, of course, we're doing a lot of uh, political work. Um, we we try to work together with, uh, with the Green Party, with the Social Democrats, um, with NEOS um, to, change, um, to change the life of intersex people in Austria. Um, it's not always easy, um, as I said in the last um, uh, episode, that uh, the gender marker was just possible because Alex Jürgen went to court. So, and oh. had three years of uh, court process and it was just then possible. So we hope we do not need that for the stop for intersex, uh, non-consensual intersex surgeries and treatments. Um, yeah. Um, what else I, we we do so much <laughs> like it's like <laughs> i just want to say wow first of all because you were founded a year basically after we were as with women techmakers vienna but you did you have a lot more impact and reach than we ever wanted <laughs> or dreamed of having um how many people are involved in the organization in order to have such a reach and is everybody a volunteer basis? Um, how many people are we? Um, and I mean, now the people who actually do the so, events and this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like public uh, out people, we are six. Mm -hmm. Right now we are six. Um, two are going in the part of they are retiring as activists so um they say they have done they have done enough and they they did a little break or fair enough like we also have yeah. our alumni absolutely. <laughs> absolutely um so we are six um wow. people they are actually do all the organizing stuff and the education and, and peer counseling and everything for female in the peer counseling, we also have uh, two parents. They do peer counseling for parents, for intersex people. 
And as I also said last time and, uh, and uh, when I was uh, in your show, um, we also have um, like the platform Intersex Österreich, mm -hmm. where we have volunteers, they help us. And I think there we are also right now, like six, mm -hmm. like plus the six from FEMA. So all together we are 12. I think if I did not count wrong <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's definitely not 60 people or 100 people that drive this super motivated impact. So that's actually really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and until 2019, it was everything on volunteer basis. Um, and now we have... Uh, now we have a part-time position and geringfügige uh, Stelle. I'm sorry, I don't know the English word. <laughs> so what is that? Sorry, carry on. Like on, on the basis of um, um, tax-free 450 euro per month, you know. Right. Um, oh, this is this limit that yeah. it's from the yeah. <laughs> Department According to the of... dictionary, this is marginal employment. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we we have that. Um, so well, we, congratulations. We yeah, thank you very much. That means there's more traction from outside. So you're starting to see the impact. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We start directly. to see the impact. We 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 get uh, we get funding. So it is, you know, it's, it's not unknown not. anymore, <laughs> but, um, it, but we are able to have now a part-time position and uh, this other position. And that is, that is for us, it is really amazing. Um, and uh, the others are working still as volunteers. Um, but we do get uh, money for workshops. We do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. A shout out to organizations, and I mean here also companies that want to be sensibilized to this kind of topics. Um, this is the right place to spend some money on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. May I ask you because you mentioned um, maybe a small crash course to us and to our uh, followers about the pronouns, the whole situations of pronouns. Like I identify with she, her. Ramon already mentioned in the introduction of the podcast that um, he is a he, <laughs> he's. Um, so why is this important one? And uh, what are your pronouns? Uh, so I don't use the pronouns. Um, I'm Luan, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, that's my name. <laughs> and uh, for me, it is also yeah. For me, it is very important um, that people just say my name um, and uh, not using pronouns. Um, I think it's you know I like. 
what I also said uh, the last time, it is important um, to feel conf conf comfortable in, in how you are and what you are. And I'm, and, and there is no pronoun for intersex. So, you know, the, right. neither the English or the German or whatever language has a pronoun for intersex people. Of course, because, you know, um, it, uh, it took many years that intersex people are, got recognized again and that people, intersex people got their now legal gender marker. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there is no language um and that's like i don't want to use a pronoun what doesn't fit myself and there is no pronoun so that's why i don't use any yes. pronoun. but of course there are also intersex people they do identify as uh, female or as male so of course they are then using pronouns like she her and and he him there are also intersex people, they use the English pronoun they, them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's the most important part that people can use their pronouns they identify. To have the choice. Yeah. In the first Absolutely. place. And why is it, for example, important that I showcase this, for example, in my LinkedIn profile, for example? What again, sorry. Why is it important that I or Ramon show our personal pronouns uh, in the public on LinkedIn, for example? Um, first of all, because I don't know when I see you. And when I see your um, um, pronoun profile, um, I will not. Um, say because of your look ah you must be female and your pronouns are she her because i don't know and i would never i would never do that so i mm -hmm. for me it is very important to ask people and okay. that's why it is important that you show it in your profile but also it is very important to show the society we all can do that so that not only intersex people or transgender people um, have to do it, it has something to do with solidarity. Okay, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. If we all do it, then there is not only this already very weird group, and now they also need their pronouns. No, it's a solidarity thing, you know, mm -hmm. like, it, it is important to show we are, we are all together here on this earth and we should work together. And I don't know, you know, you could also say uh, you identify as, as me. And if you want to have a pronoun like he, him, I would say that to you, you know? Yes, you would recognize it by using it and respecting me at the same yeah. time with that. I see. Thank you very much for the crash course. You're welcome. I think there's also something to be said for the fact that it is, as for example, for me, as said, very easy to put my pronouns publicly at, at no at no cost to my own. Um, it's something that we can all do without without much, you know. So many of these, 
social profiles have bios where you can put your pronouns in without any, um, yeah, with, without much difficulty. So I, it's something that I've been trying to do as well. Uh, I most recently put it in the signature of my email, realizing, I, you know, I, I, that's a place where I hadn't thought to put it. Um, and it's, you know, super easy. You just go into whatever client you prefer, just blip, 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 and you're done. Um, but I have found, if I may touch upon this topic, please feel free to turn me down. I have found a lot of time that putting my pronouns in places come, uh, is confronted with derision from perhaps people around me. How, uh, either derision or confusion, um, and I sometimes I, I sometimes feel I mean it's it's a position for me in a very privileged place where I can just say, you know all I have to do is explain why I'm doing it. But how would you recommend that um, to be able to say this is why I do it and this is why you should too? Yeah, I, I think I already said it before. Right, you know, it's, it's a part of. Um, uh, first of all, of solidarity, you know, and um, and yeah, I think everybody should do it. And of course, it's also a part of, um, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know just from your name, if you are male or female or trans or inter or whatever, I don't know it. So when I will answer, then I will just write, uh, you know, like in English, it's quite easy. Yeah? But uh, if I would write in German, then I would just write hello or guten Tag and then your full name. Because I don't know what, uh, what, uh, what you want to be or who you are or, you know, I have no idea. And yeah, so that's... Um, 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 I don't know the English word. In German, is also it's fine. fine. Yeah. Anyway, so I think it is very important to show the people um, in that way. On one side, respect; on the other side, solidarity. And mm -hmm. it's also a part of um, that the society needs to get used to it. So. Raising awareness. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I have like people I had um, had workshops with. Um, they now have a very great um, um, post under the signature. What says? Um, um, so how? What are their pronouns? And that they are very happy if. Um, you you answer of this email when you also give your pronouns so that they can uh, pronounce you correctly and think that it's really great i love it you know it's just i had a workshop with them two days and now they have uh, they have uh, on the signature then you know it's amazing i really like wow. it yeah it's really hands-on <laughs> yeah absolutely i am definitely gonna iterate on that thank you <laughs> I have to say that um, I started using uh, my pronouns on social media, for example, after I first heard uh, Luan talking. 
at the FEM initiative at the <coughs> Vienna University of Economics and Business. Uh, to be honest, I was a bit shying away of doing that before without really understanding why, right? So I needed this context uh, before doing something wrong. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, even if you don't fully understand why you're doing it, it's still good to, to start uh, pr this practice and then figuring it out or uh, learn it later. Yeah. So shout out to our uh, followers. Now you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And um, if I may, you mentioned the co-founder of the FIME was the one that had this three-year trial, uh, which ended or concluded with the fact that now I, intersex, is a gender marker. I didn't uh, recognize gender marker. Can I ask... What does that now really mean in your day-to-day -day life? Is it related to having a checkbox on papers? Is it about uh, job descriptions that get this X or D? Tell me a little bit concretely, what does that mean for you and uh, so for anybody all, out there? First of all, it's, um, it's on the birth certificate and on all documents okay. so that it is that is very important mm -hmm. of course in the passport there you have the international sign and that's the x and okay that's every like you you have everything to, yeah in 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 the passport um but like in austria you now have on your birth certificate and all documents um inter um, it's, um, that's sadly for the moment it, you know, okay. because, uh, the companies, the banks, um, even though the social insurance, you know, they are just working on that and they now need to figure out how they can put more options in their IT system. And all of them just talking all the time about the IT system and that it's so difficult. And I just really don't believe them because I'm, yeah. So I, I do have a little bit of insight in the IT stuff. And yeah, it, it's not so easy. Uh, it's, it's, it's not so difficult to customize something. I'm sorry to say that, but, you know, they just, I don't know, maybe they don't want or it costs too much money. I have no idea but they have to so it's step by step they have to change it and yeah so then it will be you know like everywhere it's on my bank account and um, yeah when i have to go in the hospital or when i i don't subscribe know. to university which is what <laughs> yeah. i heard at the other talk yeah absolutely. when you just uh, yeah subscribe to university everywhere you know and it's important so that they will change now uh, step by step their systems and uh, and make these options possible yeah. thank you very much but that's i think a very good start in the direction in the right direction as you were saying it starts with the birth certificate 
which potentially gives now the opportunity the families and the doctors and everybody involved to have an option that is not necessarily binary, black and white. <laughs> That's the first uh, step, I suppose. Yeah, it, it is very important. Um, and it's also important that, it, that uh, there are different options, you know, so that uh, parents, um, you know, it, it, it's not easy because they cannot choose. So the doctor have to, um, have 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 to put it in, but um, we do hope that uh, we can get the chat the, the possibility that there will be also a change that the parents can can choose which um, um, gender marker they want to have so, without any surgeries. <laughs> That's yes. the important thing. Yeah. Now. Uh, this this list of successes you've had. I mean, of course, there there are some that I, as I understand, are still in progress. These these surgeries. Now, Austria, you mentioned in the in the previous episode, Austria was was advised and let's say very harshly advised, harshly I mean strongly advised by other organizations to put a stop to these surgeries. Am I to understand correctly that these are now illegal? No, they are not. They are still not illegal. They are, um, yeah, that's the problem. They are still not illegal, even though uh, Austria got from the United Nations um, um, the uh, notice, probably, or uh, no, it was, uh, I don't know the English word, Rüge. Uh, Bashing. <laughs> that's. Okay. It, it's not the correct word, but yeah, uh, from the Committee of Torture and in 2019 from the Committee, uh, from the Child Rights Committee, that they have to stop these surgeries. And also now in 2021, there was a big uh, um, um, review on the Austrian situation um, by the, like the UPR. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they also said again that Austria has to stop these surgeries. But for now, they are still happening. And, um, and also like the treatments, you know, it's also, it's, it's a surgery, but it's also treatments. They also just give hormones and things like that without fully informed consent and things like that. So it's uh, very important that they have to stop it. Um, and that they have to give the full, like really the, the full information, what it means, like to take these hormones, to not take these hormones, whatever, to the intersex person and not just to the parents, you know? And like, you know, like 95% of the surgeries, they are still happening. They are not, necessary they are not medically necessary they are um, um, there is just there are just one or two surgeries they are really necessary and there is one treatment uh, what is necessary but it's not hormones so it's another kind uh, of, of pills 
um, and um, and this is the problem. And you know, we are just we we are not talking about like you know five or six or seven people. We talk about one point seven percent of the population. You know, one point seven percent. And if you like, I said last time. I'm a numbers person. <laughs> um, and if you count, you know, how how big is the population? 1.7%. It's every 60 person is an intersex person. Wow. You know, not every 60 person has to go through surgeries. Thank God. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank God. Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of them. Yeah. So, Too and, many. You know, like... Like every 60 person, I don't know how many people you reach with your podcast, but yeah, you never know how many intersex people are listening. Pretty sure at university I had colleagues that were intersex and had their own struggles. Pretty sure at our events, there could have been somebody who participated and was intersex. It could have been there are people who don't even know what's going on with them. And they need to find you, <laughs> FIMU, uh, to get informed. Because it's all about having the choice and having the information and the access to it, I think, first and foremost. And once you have the choice, yes, you can still debate about it and make a maybe a family decision. I don't know. Uh, but have the choice. Have the conversations, right? Absolutely. That's very important. So on that note, how how do people usually find out about um, about FEMA? You mentioned uh, in a previous episode you had a, a website. What kind um, what what kind of other other outreach does does FEMA do? Um, we are writing a lot of articles, like we do. Yeah, we really yeah. <laughs> We, we are in a lot uh, in, in the media as well, um, like in the Austrian media, but we, yeah, like we are also a lot here in, in, in Germany. Um, yeah, we do attend radio shows, podcasts, um, on the television, um, in we are in newspapers you know we we just really try to do everything um and yeah as i said of course when you you know when you go into schools when you go into the university and you do your workshops you know people um of course um, sometimes then realize you know like oh that's very interesting okay Oh, I had, you know, uh, I also had things like that, and you know, in 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 my in my history. Of course, we we are also sending our flyers uh, to, you know, to therapists also in hospitals. We don't know if they are still there, but we do send them into hospitals. Um, we sent them to other counseling organizations, to other NGOs. Um, yeah. Wow. We try everything um, to reach out and the community is getting bigger and bigger. So more and more people are joining our group, but not publicly official. Right? 
That, that's, and that's very important. I agree. That is wonderful to hear. I think I would I would love to know a little bit more since you know the, we are recording this in March 2021. We've had the we've been inside for just under a year now. I'm curious how how has right because you mentioned earlier you did some events online. I'm curious how how has that how has that been different for for FEMA and perhaps the 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 attendance. Have you seen a, a change in in attendance um, over the last year? Yeah, of, of course we have seen that because um, like we we work um, like uh, Austria wide, you know, and we try to do our community events um, like we try to do to manage to get minimum through four uh, Bundesländer. I don't know. <laughs> um, States, I think. Yeah, Sorry, carry on. Something like that. Um, so we try to do that, but of course we are not, as the, most of us working as volunteers, we are not able to go like, you know, to have in every uh, part of Austria a community event. And now working online, you know, like all members are coming, you know? So now also the people from Vorarlberg see the people from Burgenland and, you know, things like that. Because if you do a community event in Burgenland, the people from Vorarlberg are not coming. You know, it's like six hours, seven hours, eight hours, you know, it's, it's too much for, for an evening or something like that, or for a day. Um, so, yeah, it, it changed and it, uh, so now like all of them can meet, but of course we also see um, that it is important to meet in person again. So I, mm -hmm. and I think it's not only our community, I think everybody after this year now really needs physical contact and people and to chat and to hang out and to cuddle and I don't know. Yeah, so I really, that's, I think that's really important now. And yeah, hopefully it will be possible. It will be possible in 2021, but. Let's know. hope so. We yeah. also miss our conference. Yeah. Face-to-face uh, -face conferences. And I have to admit, I'm missing hugging my friends. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I miss that too. I haven't done that since a year, you know. Yes. Because you're not doing it anymore, you know. It's, everybody's just like, oh, very yeah, maybe hard. most an elbow touch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. I'm not no. doing that anymore because Boris Johnson is doing it. Ah, oh, okay. Good That's to know. That's why I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> It's a good reason not to do it. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this. Um, I think, I think these, these, these two episodes have been extremely eye-opening and and enlightening for us. And I think, I think, having, as I said last episode, having these conversations is so important. And I'm really grateful. I have to admit, when when um, Tibet. Um, introduced me to you as a as a as a guest as a potential guest. I did I hadn't heard about uh, 
Fima, and and it made me realize that this is sharing from my personal experience. I hope that's okay. Yeah, sure. That I that I should try and focus my 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 vision more locally. I think there's a lot to be said for that because international organizations are very important, but local ones, especially coming out of a pandemic situation, probably will carry even more weight in the future. Yeah. Um, and and you know the the successes that you've had already uh, with with FEMA have been so significant for 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 intersex people. I'm I'd I'd love to hear if I may ask how. How does the roadmap look for, for, for the future? What, what events do you have coming up that you would love to share with our listeners today? Um, so we, we have the vision of having uh, a fourth uh, intersex conference in Vienna. In Wonderful. 2022, maybe now 2023, so we don't know right now, but we definitely want to have another conference. We, of course, want to have, or we will have um, intersex only meetings. Um, Sorry we... to interrupt. So the conference, everybody's welcome. Yeah. Okay. I'll the keep that in mind. The conferences are always public conferences and we always have uh, great and uh, amazing guests, uh, international guests, um, um, but also like the last conference we had uh, the FRA, so people from the Fundamental Rights Agency there. Mm -hmm. um, we had great intersex activists from Germany, from the United States, from Bulgaria, from like, yeah, really from everywhere. Wow. Um, so on. are we going? <laughs> I would like to, yes. Yeah. And we also like we had a, we had a live screening with OctoDV. Okay. With, with what? Sorry. OctoDV. OctoDV. I think it's a. It's a TV channel or. It's a TV channel in Austria. It's um, like mm -hmm. a small TV channel in Austria, but nice. uh, they 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 do really great and amazing work, and they are great supporters of us. And they um, they streamed our conference live. Wow! So so you could see the whole conference, and that was amazing. Wow! Um, <laughs> on their on on their channel. Um, yeah, and um, of course we also had people um, from the city of Vienna, and of course the vast uh as speakers and uh, yeah it, it's great and we want to have that again um we want to have intersex only uh events and meetups um there are so many great movies out right now we want to have uh, movies streaming again and oh cool and of course also um being at the bride what is also very important for us and we mm -hmm. did that the last years always because uh, i'm a big fan of watching movies uh can yeah. you maybe tell us one that you prefer that um i don't know you watch in your community doesn't have anything to do with gender equality topics no it's just random general blockbusters the movies we we you watch no, no, they are of course intersex movies okay do you know of 
Any great one that you want to share? Um, there's uh, definitely um, no box for me. It's okay. uh, uh, French, uh, a French movie, but you cannot just watch it, so you have to buy it. And yeah, it's okay. We, we have the <laughs> we uh, we bought it for two years, so we can also stream it uh, or show it. Um, uh, it's also entre du sex. It's a French-German uh, movie about uh, two intersex people. And this sort of um, movie watching is also open to everybody or it's just something you do for your uh, community? No we, no, we always do the public. Okay, no there's so many cool events to yeah, get like, information uh, on this. No box for me, we did an online streaming in 2020, like I think three, three times. Okay. Yeah, you can always check that out on our website when we do an online streaming. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of other movies right now. It's like, you can also have like little, like short ones on YouTube, like Poly Boy. It's also really great. It's from the United States. Um, okay. Yeah, so there's so many. Like, and oh, three references are already amazing. Yeah. We're gonna try to put them in the show notes. I am, I am vigorously taking notes on these. I, I, <laughs> I am so happy to see that there's also such a vibrancy for art and com and communication in that direction as well, and that and that you as a community celebrate that too. That's, it's something that doesn't. It, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I think I'm a. I think I think what I'm trying to say is that it's it's really good to see that 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 there's that as a community you also celebrate each other and and pull each other mm -hmm. upwards. I think it's something that's e perhaps easy to forget in in a in a in a social justice cause that there's also cause for celebration and and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, and that is that is very very important, I and that's also a very important part on our community events. That is, like, uh, we, we do celebrate us a lot. Amazing, thank you. Um, one thing that, that, that I kept telling myself, I gotta ask this and then I kept forgetting because I was so interested by this conversation. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it fair to assume that these uh, events are mostly held in German? Like from FEMA, yes. From FEMA, so, yes. Uh, the the yeah so the events from FEMA um, mostly in German of course at the conference we do have a translator cool. um, we we always have a translator English German um, and we also always have um, sign language mm -hmm. like German sign language. Wow. Um, so that's very important for us and we were able to do that the last years from the organization Intersex uh, International Europe. I'm working here in Berlin. Of course, it's everything English. Yeah, so, yeah. And um, yeah, the events here are in English. We, we also have translators, you know, in like uh, into Russian or 
Turkish and things like that. Um, but they are healthy in English. That is that is incredible. Uh, you know, it, it, inclusivity is is such a key factor to this, and it's wonderful to see that 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 you know that that even for for people who are, for example, hard of hearing, that you as an organization think of them. That's that's remarkable and very insp- inspiring. So thank you. Uh, one thing that I was missing was uh, the name of the conference. Uh, is it always the same uh, when you hold it? It's a good question. Uh, it, it, the last years it was always like intersex conference. I think it wasn't different. So yeah. And um, the others are called community event and the big community, the, the big community from OI Europe is called OI Europe community event. So yeah. Okay. That's easy to find. Yeah, the names. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I think uh, we've kept you long enough today. We are recording in the evening. Uh, we are very, very thankful for your time that you spend with us and uh, your patience with us, <laughs> with Ramon and me as a podcast guest. Uh, well, we are just at the beginning with our podcast, I have to admit. Uh, feel free to, to see us in the future as your partners. We would like to promote your events. Uh, spread the word out there. Um, I think only together we can um, reach a bigger impact. I mean, you already do amazing things and you have a very good reach. Still, there can be more. <laughs> and we would like to um, to show up at your conference. Ramon, we're going. <laughs> and uh, absolutely, we can learn something from you from just about if it comes to the point of how an inclusive a conference uh, or community event should be created and done. So just on that aspect, I, I want to see uh, even more inclusive uh, conference for a change to learn from. So thank you very much from you're my very side. welcome. Every, every time you're very welcome. Thank you very much for the invitation. And yeah, good luck with your podcast. <laughs> hopefully Thanks. see you soon again. I would like that very much. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and all the best. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Are you on the forefront of gender equality? You are invited on our podcast. That's right. Or maybe you know somebody that we could have a chat with on gender equality. You should totally get in touch with us. We're on Twitter at Gender Coffee or any of the other contact methods on our show notes. We would love you to get in touch and for us to have a chat.